Coyote Edelstein here, your celeb expert and your celeb savant. Celeb Savant is a weekly entertainment show. We have long-form career retrospective type interviews with celebrities, singers, actors, and industry experts. Young Close is an award-winning pop singer and songwriter who has released seven albums and two EPs. Close was raised in Kenya, South Africa, Germany, and the United States. Singles from his latest album, Surrender, have accumulated over 5 million streams across all platforms and charted on Top 40 Radio in the US and South Africa. He has performed as an actor and singer in touring companies of Broadway musicals, including Jesus Christ Superstar, Jekyll and Hyde, and The Who's Tommy, as well as made-for-TV movies, voiceovers, and commercials. Yan tours year-round in North America, Europe, Africa, and Asia, and has opened for and collaborated with a wide range of artists, including Pat Benatar, John Oates of Hall & Oates, Suzanne Vega, Renaissance, and Annie Haslam, The Yardbirds, and Jim McCarty, Roseanne Cash, and many more. Yan has previously joined me on the Slepsvine podcast to discuss his journey in the entertainment world. In this episode of Celebsvant, Jan joins me to discuss the acoustic music video for All the Way Down. Up next on Celebsvant, we've got Jan Close. So Jan, uh, welcome back to the Celebsvant podcast. So how are you doing and where are you in the world and what's happening? Well, uh, good afternoon for you. Good morning for me. I'm in New York City. It's mm-hmm. uh, just after nine o'clock in the morning here. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, all is all is well. We have a beautiful fall, you know, autumn day here in in New York, it's going to be 28 degrees today. So we had to discuss your single All the Way Down. So Jan, tell us a little bit more about this song, All the Way Down. What inspired it specifically before we get into the video? What was it written about? And Well, it was written about a specific situation with a specific person. Yes. And uh, I always say the song really is at the core. You know, like when when you write a song, sometimes it takes a while for you to notice what it's about. Mm-hmm. You know, as writing it, you know, you have an idea of it's about this, it's about this situation, it's about this person. But then as it evolves and as you finish the song and as you start playing it live, other ideas come because of the reaction of the audience. Yeah. So songs have song that's how songs are magical that way because they they take on different shapes and, and um different reactions depending on who's who's in the room listening to them you know it's always weird when you play the song by yourself you think oh man and then you you know it's it, it's very powerful because it's 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 your baby and then you play it in a room for people and 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 everything changes the feeling changes i don't know what it is about that but it's music does this so i always uh, thought the song is about learning to say no really saying learning to say no which is mm-hmm. a very difficult thing for us to do because we have i think as humans we're sort of we have difficulty making choices <laughs> we just do it's like yeah. we can't decide you know where we're going to go for dinner you know which is a, a an almost embarrassing problem to have but we do and when it comes to relationships and love and feelings and connection it's the same you know we have yeah. difficulty making decisions when it comes to people, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, so the the song really is about holding out until you just can't hold out anymore. So it's interesting. You mentioned about when you're playing it live. So as we know, with NLP neurolinguistic programming, everyone processes information differently and experiences information differently, whether it's music, visual, anything like that. So 
when you're playing it live and you're understanding that people are processing the song in a different way that you do or you hear or you feel, does that change the way you feel about it completely? Or do you still understand, okay, this is way the way I understand and I'm processing it. And it's just the way that the people receiving it are processing it in their mind. Both. Okay. So I put this song live last night in New York city at a, at a club here, a legendary music club here called the bitter end in village in the West Village in, in on on um, Bleecker Street in Manhattan. And um with with my co-writer on it, Alex Forbes, she had a show and she invited me to to come up on stage and, and do the song. And it it was it was like that, you know, it it it's still the song, but there is a there is a feeling that you get every night or in every room that you play it and that's just a little bit different which is okay. why which is why people i think play songs over and over and over okay the beautiful thing about what i'm doing in this case is it's me it's just this one last night was just me and a guitar which is yeah. the acoustic version and the music video that we did in mexico um last month is is the same you know so it's it's a very there's no click track it's just me the voice guitar and it can feel very different anytime you play it because mm. you're going to play it differently every night. There's a subtle difference in tempo. There's a subtle difference in how your voice feels or how the room feels, what the weather is like. Yeah. So it's a new experience every time, which is the beauty of of uh, when a song takes on a life, which which this has. So you mentioned a word click track. For those may, uh, listeners who do not know what that is, what is that? It's something that... Some people need to keep tempo. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Some musicians uh, can't live without it. it it's become very uh, normalized these days because so much music is now being produced in the home. Okay. And not in the studio with a live band. The click track that keeps the tempo and tells everybody, you know, don't go slower, don't go faster than this is uh, also very, can also be very useful because you can take that same track and you can create a remix of it and you know it's going to be the same. You can quantize. You know, there's a lot of things that you can do um, with the help of computers. But I personally like to have the human touch, the connection with the song, the playing of the instrument play the larger role. That's uh, that's not the case for everybody. It's not the case for every style of music. That's yeah. okay. It, you know, there's room for everything. There's room for everyone, you know, but that's what the click track does. So I love the acoustic version and the acoustic version actually, and I, I love him as well. It reminds me actually of a Richard Marx song. So I was listening to it. I was like, ah, this makes wow. me feel of Richard Marx. And I was thinking, oh, this is super cool. Let's move on to the music video. What was it about Mexico which aligned with you thinking, okay, cool, I want to perform or create the music video in Mexico? Well, I have to credit my my super agent in South Africa, Mel. Okay. <laughs> Mel Conradi, she actually floated the idea to me because I had a I had a show in uh, in San Miguel de Allende in Mexico um, in uh, August. And and she said, why don't you film a music video while you're there? And I thought, that's a brilliant idea. Because <laughs> it's a beautiful place, beautiful place. And it's an old colonial town. And uh, so I made a connection there with a local director. 
and uh, named uh, Eugenio Mayafert. That's okay. his name. And uh, he he and I just connected and, and brainstormed and and we shot the whole thing in like two hours and just walked mm-hmm. around the city and found and it was very easy to find spots and the center of the town. It's very beautiful. And the center of town is filled with mariachis, which are street musicians. Mm -hmm. They just walk around the town square all day long and they make a living. It's really beautiful to see. So we thought, okay, I'll slip into this role of a street musician. Okay. Just film everything and and then we'll edit it together. And uh, he, he did a fabulous job. It's a beautiful video. Um, and, uh, so what, what actually happened is I started playing in the street and people started coming up to me and handing me cash (laughs) (laughs) and which wasn't really the idea. You know, we were like, thank you. You know, I mean, I, you know, I didn't say no, but at at the same time we're filming a music video. We're not, I'm not actually doing this, but so it was life imitating art, art imitating life. And so it was a, it was a great experience. How much input did you have in the end result? Was it completely collaborative or? Did the director guide you on where you were going? That's a great question. I thought I was going to edit it myself, Mm. actually. I I thought I was going to do my own edit. And then I said, why don't you do one, do a director's cut and and see uh, what we get. And he sent me the, he sent me his version and it stuck. So that the version that you see on YouTube, which is now at, I think, 60, over 60,000 views already in two Mm. weeks. Uh, the version that you see on YouTube is the first edit. There was no other edits. So, you know, he, he just, he nailed it. And I think it's because he, they, him and, and the, the, our, our AD, our assistant director, Anisha, Anisha Anand, see, they just, uh, we had such a good time doing it. And, uh, so I think it is just one of those things that where it just clicked. And the people that are in the video, in the end result, were those the people bringing up money and those, that part was actually cut out or were those different people? No, they were, we kept all of that. We kept okay. all, so you see people filming me or you see the people yes. walking, you see yes. me walking on the square, you see yes. me playing for, for just, you know, people and people get engaged, you know, in it. And, and I mean, it was, it was lovely. It was, it was a great time. There was that lady in the in that square sitting on the bench, that eld, elderly lady. So were there any people that you uh, were in the camera who didn't want to be on the end result? Or were they all happy to be filmed and you know seen? Yeah, no one no one complained about being in the video. In fact, we got messages, or I got messages on my Instagram from people that were in the video uh, that uh, um, found themselves in the video, you know, because w- what we did after the shoot is we said, Hey, you know, keep an eye on my YouTube. You may end up in this video, just FYI. And you know, yeah. we, we wanted to make sure nobody would do what you just uh, suggested, which is say, I don't want to be in this. Yeah. Uh, so we, we let people know and, and uh, how- they were all very happy about it. <laughs> okay. And how big is that? That town looks very small. How many people actually live there? It's just, it's a small town. I think the population is, uh, um, I think it's under a hundred thousand. It's relatively, oh. I mean, it's relatively, it's not that small. Okay. So I'd have to look it up to be honest, um, to give you an exact number. I, I don't know. <laughs> that's, that's okay. It's, just, it, it's, it's big enough that it feels not tiny. Yeah. It's beautiful, beautiful place. And I note, you know, when you were standing by that colorful wall as a background, the video, angles and the cinematography sort of 
had an interesting way of movement. There was this, like, it moved in a sort of, I'm not sure if the word is jerky, but there was a sort of a, a different way move compared to the rest, rest of the video. What was any specific intention? Well, I'd, I'd have to ask um, Eugenio that, but, um, it, you know, he, he, the way he, sh- he shot with, we shot everything on an iPhone. Oh, wow. Okay. Very, yeah. It was very <laughs> impromptu. It's all iPhone. Uh, so he had an aide, you know, but that's just the way it came out. You know, okay. I don't think much of some of it that wasn't even intentional. It was just the lighting. And, but we shot in the middle of the day. So we had great light the yeah, whole time. What do you enjoy about uh, filming music videos? For me, I, I love making videos and I've made, I don't know, a dozen now, I mm. think. And for, I think for me, it's the visual aspect of it. When it comes to music, when I write a song, when I finish a song, there's a visual aspect that pops into my head. You know, yeah. I start visualizing and imagining what the characters in the song are doing during the, during the song or yeah. where, where I picture it. It just, it becomes visual for me very quickly. So I like making videos to express another angle of, of the song. And they're, they're so common now. They're so easy to do. Um, I would, shouldn't say easy. I mean, it was still, it's still a lot of work and it requires a lot of hours. But, uh, if you have an idea, you know, because we had a very specific idea. How do we, we wanted, to, we want this storyteller to slip into this role of a street musician. And that's how I grew up. You know, I, when I lived in Hamburg in Germany, after we, after I lived in, in Johannesburg, we lived, I lived in Germany as a teenager. And, uh, I, when I started playing guitar, I played in subway stations in, in Hamburg, you know, yeah. so it was, it, it wasn't that hard to just pop back into that role. And it yeah. was actually a lot of fun. So Jan, lovely talking to you and diving into the specific video and the world of its creation. So as a final message to the listening audience, what would you like to say? Uh, thank you for watching it. You know, we I've gotten a lot of messages and uh, views from South Africa. So, you know, uh, and uh, yeah, I, I miss I miss uh, South Africa all the time, <laughs> and I uh, hope to be back next year to uh, play some shows.